Section 23 of The Life of Abraham Lincoln, Volume 2, by Ida Tarbell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Appendix. Part 6. Letters, Telegrams, and Speeches, January 1859 to September 1862. A Legal Opinion by Abraham Lincoln. The 11th section of the Act of Congress, approved February 11th, 1805, prescribing rules for the subdivision of sections of land within the United States system of surveys, standing unrepealed, in my opinion is binding on the respective purchasers of different parts of the same section and furnishes the true rule for surveyors in establishing lines between them. That law being in force at this time each became a purchaser becomes a condition of the purchase. And by that law, I think the true rules for dividing into quarters any interior section or sections, which is not fractional, is to run straight lines through the section from the opposite quarter section corners, fixing the point where such straight lines cross, or intersect each other, as the middle or center of the section nearly perhaps quite all the original surveys are to some extent erroneous and in some of the sections greatly so in each of the latter it is obvious that a more equitable mode of division than the above might be adopted but as error is infinitely various perhaps no better single rules can be prescribed at all events i think the above has been prescribed by the competent authority a lincoln springfield january sixth eighteen fifty nine original owned by l a enos springfield illinois hawkins taylor springfield illinois september sixth eighteen fifty nine hawkins taylor esq my dear sir yours of the third is just received there is some mistake about my expected attendance of the u s court in your city on the third tuesday of this month i have had no thought of being there it is bad to be poor I shall go to the wall for bread and meat, if I neglect my business this year as well as last. It would please me much to see the city and good people of Keokuk, but for this year it is little less than an impossibility. I am constantly receiving invitations which I am compelled to decline. I was pressingly urged to go to Minnesota, and now I have two invitations to go to Ohio. These last are prompted by Douglas going there and I am really tempted to make a flying trip to Columbus and Cincinnati. I do hope you will have no serious trouble in Iowa. What thinks Grimes about it? I have not known him to be mistaken about an election in Iowa. Present my respects to Colonel Carter and any other friends, and believe me, yours truly, A. Lincoln. Original in the collection of the Historic Department of Iowa, loaned by the Honorable Charles Aldrich, Des Moines, Iowa. March tenth, 1860. As to your kind wishes for myself, allow me to say I cannot enter the ring on the money basis. First, because in the main it is wrong, and secondly, I have not and cannot get the money. I say in the main the use of money is wrong, but for certain objects in a political contest, the use of some is both right and indispensable. With me, as with yourself, this long struggle has been one of great pecuniary loss i now distinctly say this if you shall be appointed a delegate to chicago i will furnish one hundred dollars to bear the expenses of the trip present my respects to general lane and say to him i shall be pleased to hear from him at any time your friend as ever a lincoln extract from letter to kansas delegate original in possession of j w wyke greencastle indiana 
Hawkins Taylor, Springfield, Illinois, April 21st, 1860. Hawkins Taylor, Esquire. My dear sir, yours of the 15th is just received. It surprises me that you have written twice without receiving an answer. I have answered all I ever received from you, and certainly one since my return from the East. Opinions here as to the prospect of Douglas being nominated are quite conflicting, some very confident he will, and others that he will not be. I think his nomination possible, but that the chances are against him. I am glad there is a prospect of your party passing this way to Chicago. Wishing to make your visit here as pleasant as we can, we wish you to notify us as soon as possible whether you come this way, how many, and when you will arrive. Yours very truly, A. Lincoln. Original in the collection of the Historical Department of Iowa. Loaned by the Honorable Charles Aldrich, Des Moines, Iowa. Honorable C. B. Smith, Springfield, Illinois, May 26, 1860. Honorable C. B. Smith, my dear sir, yours of the 21st was duly received, but I have found no time until now to say a word in the way of answer. I am indeed much indebted to Indiana, and, as my home friends tell me, much to you personally. Your saying you no longer consider Iowa a doubtful state is very gratifying. The thing starts well everywhere too well i almost fear to last but we are in and stick or go through must be the word let me hear from indiana occasionally your friend as ever a lincoln original owned by Werder g betty norwood ohio springfield illinois june fourth eighteen sixty honorable george ashman my dear sir it seems as if the question whether my first name is abraham or abram will never be settled it is abraham and if the letter of acceptance is not yet in print you may if you think fit have my signature thereto printed abraham lincoln exercise your judgment about this yours as ever a lincoln from springfield massachusetts eighteen thirty six to eighteen eighty six by mason a green w b minor springfield illinois august eleventh eighteen sixty w b minor esq dear sir Yours of the 7th, with newspaper slip attached, is received, and for which I thank you. Yours truly, A. Lincoln. Original owned by Historical Department of Iowa. Loaned by the Honorable Charles Aldrich, Curator, Des Moines, Iowa. Honorable John Blank. Private. Springfield, Illinois, August 31st, 1860. Honorable John Blank. My dear sir, yours of the 27th is duly received. It consists almost exclusively of a historical detail of some local troubles among some of our friends in Pennsylvania, and I suppose its object is to guard me against forming a prejudice against Mr. McSee. I have not heard near so much upon that subject as you probably suppose, and I am slow to listen to criminations among friends, and never expose their quarrels on either side." My sincere wish is that both sides will allow bygones to be bygones, and look to the present and future only. Yours very truly, A. Lincoln. Original owned by Charles Roberts, Esquire, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Honorable N. Sargent, Springfield, Illinois, September twentieth, 1860. My dear sir, your kind letter of the 16th was received yesterday, have just time to acknowledge its receipt and to say i thank you for it and that i shall be pleased to hear from you again whenever it is convenient for you to write yours very truly a lincoln 
original owned by c f gunther chicago illinois william herndon springfield illinois october tenth eighteen sixty dear william i cannot give you details but it is entirely certain that pennsylvania and indiana have gone republican very largely pennsylvania twenty five thousand and indiana five thousand to ten thousand ohio of course is safe yours as ever a lincoln from herndon's life of lincoln permission of jesse welk private and confidential major david hunter fort leavenworth kansas springfield illinois october twenty sixth eighteen sixty major david hunter my dear sir your very kind letter of the twentieth was duly received for which please accept my thanks i have another letter from a writer unknown to me saying the officers of the army at fort kearney have determined in case of republican success at the approaching presidential election to take themselves and the arms at that point south for the purpose of resistance to the government while i think there are many chances to one that this is a humbug it occurs to me that any real movement of this sort in the army would leak out and become known to you in such case if it would not be unprofessional or dishonorable of which you are to be judge i shall be much obliged if you will apprise me of it yours very truly a lincoln original owned by war records commission confidential major david hunter springfield illinois december twenty second eighteen sixty major david hunter my dear sir i am much obliged by the receipt of yours of the eighteenth the most we can do now is to watch events and be as well prepared as possible for any turn things may take if the forts fall my judgment is that they are to be retaken when i shall determine definitely my time of starting to washington i will notify you yours truly a lincoln original owned by war records commission hon i n morris quincy illinois confidential springfield illinois december twenty fourth eighteen sixty honorable i n morris my dear sir without supposing that you and i are any nearer together politically than heretofore allow me to tender you my sincere thanks for your union resolution expressive of views upon which we never were and i trust never will be at variance yours very truly a lincoln original owned by thomas l morris quincy illinois honorable postmaster-general washington d c executive mansion march twelfth eighteen sixty one honorable postmaster-general my dear sir i understand that the outgoing and incoming representatives for the cleveland district unite in recommending edwin cowles for the postmaster in that city that senator wade has considered the case and declines to interfere and that no other m c interferes under these circumstances if correct i think mr cowles better be appointed yours truly a lincoln original owned by historical department of iowa loaned by the hon charles aldrich curator des moines iowa executive mansion march thirteenth eighteen sixty one hon p m g dear sir the bearer of this mr c t hemstow is a virginian who wishes to get for his son a small place in your department i think virginia should be heard in such cases lincoln original owned by historical department of iowa loaned by the hon charles aldrich curator des moines iowa washington march thirtieth eighteen sixty one dear stuart cousin lizzie shows me your letter of the twenty seventh 
the question of giving her the springfield post office troubles me you see i have already appointed william jane a territorial governor and judge trumbull's brother to a land office will it do for me to go on and justify the declaration that trumbull and i have divided out all the offices among our relatives dr wallace you know is needy and looks to me and i personally owe him much i see by the papers a vote is to be taken as to the post office could you not set up lizzie and beat them all she being here need know nothing of it so therefore there would be no indelicacy on her part yours as ever a lincoln original owned by mr stuart brown springfield illinois the originals of the telegrams and letters which follow are in the collection of telegrams sent by the war department during the civil war unless otherwise noted a few of them appear in the official war records but none of them are to be found in the complete works of abraham lincoln edited by nicolay and hay and the most of them have never before been printed the telegrams have been compared with the originals by the record and pension office washington may twenty second eighteen sixty one governor e d morgan albany new york i wish to see you face to face to clear these difficulties about forwarding troops from new york a lincoln washington may twenty seventh eighteen sixty one colonel w a bartlett new york the naval brigade was to go to fort monroe without trouble to the government and must so go or not at all a lincoln executive mansion june thirteenth eighteen sixty one honorable secretary of war my dear sir there is it seems a regiment in massachusetts commanded by fletcher webster and which honorable daniel webster's old friends very much wish to get into the service if it can be received with the approval of your department and the consent of the governor of massachusetts i shall indeed be much gratified give mr ashman a chance to explain fully yours truly a lincoln for more records volume one series three executive mansion june thirteenth eighteen sixty one honorable secretary of war my dear sir i think it is entirely safe to accept a fifth regiment from michigan and with your approbation i should say a regiment presented by colonel t b w stockton ready for service within two weeks from now will be received look at colonel stockton's testimonials yours truly a lincoln for more records volume one series three executive mansion june seventeenth eighteen sixty one honorable secretary of war my dear sir with your concurrence and that of the governor of indiana i am in favor of accepting into what we call the three-year service any number not exceeding four additional regiments from that state probably they should come from the triangular region between the ohio and wabash rivers including my old boyhood home please see hon c m allen speaker of the indiana house of representatives and unless you perceive good reasons to the contrary draw up an order for him according to the above yours truly a lincoln for more records volume one series three executive mansion june seventeenth eighteen sixty one hon secretary of war my dear sir with your concurrence and that of the governor of ohio i am in favor of receiving into what we call the three years service any number not exceeding six additional regiments from that state unless you perceive good reasons to the contrary please see hon john a gurley who bears this and make an order corresponding with the above yours truly a lincoln from war records volume one series three new york june seventeenth eighteen sixty one his excellency the president 
Dear Sir, the Honorable Robert Dale Owen is authorized to present, for your consideration, our cavalry regiment being now raised upon the border. It will be composed of the best material both in men and horses. Mr. Owen will present to you the peculiar claims and condition of the border, differing from the border of any other state. I trust your Excellency may find it consistent with your views and the public interest to accept of this regiment. Very respectfully, O. P. Morton. Endorsement, June twenty-second, 1861. If agreeable to the Secretary of War, I approve the receiving one of the regiments already accepted from Indiana, organized and equipped as a cavalry regiment. A. Lincoln. For more records, Volume 1, Series 3. Executive Mansion, June ninth, 1861. Gentlemen of the Kentucky Delegation who are for the Union, I somewhat wish to authorize my friend, Jesse Bales, to raise a Kentucky regiment, but I do not wish to do it without your consent. If you consent, please write so at the bottom of this. Yours truly, A. Lincoln. We consent. R. Mallory, H. Grider, G. W. Dunlap, J. S. Jackson, C. A. Wycliffe. August fifth, 1861. I repeat, I would like for Colonel Bales to raise a regiment of cavalry whenever the Union men of Kentucky desire or consent to it. A. Lincoln. For more records, Volume 1, Series 3. Secretary of Interior, Washington, D.C. Executive Mansion, July 6, 1861. Honorable Secretary of Interior, my dear sir, please ask the Commissioner of Indian Affairs and of the General Land Office to come with you and see me at once. I want the assistance of all of you in overhauling the list of appointments a little before I send them to the Senate. Yours truly, A. Lincoln. Original owned by Werder G. Betty, Norwood, Ohio. Washington, D.C., July 14, 1861. The Governor of New Jersey. Sir, together with the regiments of three years' volunteers, which the government already has in service in your state, enough to make eight in all, if tendered in a reasonable time, will be accepted the new regiments to be taken, as far as convenient, from the three months' men and officers just discharged, and to be organized, equipped, and sent forward as fast as single regiments are ready, on the same terms as were those already in the service from that state. Your obedient servant, A. Lincoln. Endorsement. This order is entered in the War Department, and the Governor of New Jersey is authorized to furnish the regiments with wagons and horses. S. Cameron, Secretary of War. For more records, Volume 1, Series 3. Honorable James Pollock, Washington, August 15, 1861. Honorable James Pollock, my dear sir, you must make a job for the bearer of this. Make a job of it with the collector and have it done. You can do it for me, and you must. Yours as ever, A. Lincoln. Original, owned by Charles Roberts, Esquire, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Executive Mansion, October 4th, 1861. Honorable Secretary of State. My dear sir, please see Mr. Walker, well vouched as a Union man and son-in-law of Governor Moorhead, and pleading for his release. I understand the Kentucky arrests were not made by special direction from here, and I am willing, if you are, that any of the parties may be released when James Guthrie and James Speed think they should be. Yours truly, A. Lincoln. For more records, Volume 2, Series 3. Executive Mansion, Washington, December 31, 1861. Major General Hunter. Dear Sir, 
Yours of the 23rd is received, and I am constrained to say it is difficult to answer so ugly a letter in good temper. I am, as you intimate, losing much of the great confidence I placed in you, not from any act or omission of yours touching the public service up to the time you were sent to Leavenworth, but from the flood of grumbling despatches and letters I have seen from you since. I knew you were being ordered to Leavenworth at the time it was done, and I aver that, with as tender a regard for your honor and your sensibilities as I had for my own, it never occurred to me that you were being humiliated, insulted, and disgraced. Nor have I, up to this day, heard an intimation that you have been wronged coming from anyone but yourself. No one has blamed you for the retrograde movement from Springfield, nor for the information you gave General Cameron and this you could readily understand if it were not for your unwarranted assumption that the ordering you to leavenworth must necessarily have been done as a punishment for some fault i thought then and think yet the position assigned to you is as responsible and as honorable as that assigned to buell i know that general mcclellan expected more important results from it my impression is that at the time you were assigned to the new western department it had not been determined to replace general sherman in kentucky but of this i am not certain because the idea that a command in kentucky was very desirable and one in the farther west undesirable had never occurred to me you constantly speak of being placed in command of only three thousand now tell me is this not mere impatience have you not known all the while that you are to command four or five times that many? I have been and am sincerely your friend, and if as such I dare to make a suggestion, I would say you are adopting the best possible way to ruin yourself. Act well your part, there all the honor lies. He who does something at the head of one regiment will eclipse him who does nothing at the head of a hundred. Your friend as ever, A. Lincoln. On the outside of the envelope in which this letter was found, General Hunter had written, The President's reply to my ugly letter. This lay on his table a month after it was written, and when finally sent was by a special conveyance, with the direction that it was only to be given to me when I was in a good humor. Original owned by the War Records Commission. Department of State, Washington, January twentieth, 1862. Major General George B. McClellan commanding armies of the united states you or any officer you may designate will in your discretion suspend the writ of habeas corpus so far as may relate to major chase lately of the engineer corps of the army of the united states now alleged to be guilty of treasonable practices against this government abraham lincoln by the president william h seward for more records volume two series three major general halleck st louis missouri your dispatch in regard to Colonel Barrett's regiment is received. Use your own judgment in the matter. A. Lincoln. Please send above by order of the President. John A. Secretary. Executive Mansion, Washington, April 9, 1862. Major General Halleck, St. Louis, Missouri. If the rigor of the confinement of McGoffin at Alton is endangering his life or materially impairing his health, I wish it mitigated as far as it can be consistently with his safe detention. A. Lincoln. Please send above by order of the President. John Hay. Postmaster General, Washington, D.C. Executive Mansion, Washington, April 24, 1862. Honorable Postmaster General, My dear sir, 
the member of congress from the district including tiffin ohio calls on me about the postmaster at that place i believe i turned over a dispatch to you from some persons there asking a suspension so as for them to be heard or something of the sort if nothing or nothing amounting to anything has been done i think the suspension might now be suspended and the commission go forward yours truly a lincoln original loaned by historical department of iowa loaned by hon charles aldrich curator des moines iowa executive mansion washington april twenty ninth eighteen sixty two major general mcclellan would it derange or embarrass your operations if i were to appoint captain charles griffin a brigadier-general of volunteers please answer a lincoln speech to the twelfth indiana regiment soldiers of the twelfth indiana regiment it has not been customary heretofore nor will it be hereafter for me to say something to every regiment passing in review it occurs too frequently for me to have speeches ready on all occasions as you have paid such a mark of respect to the chief magistrate it appears that i should say a word or two in reply your colonel has thought fit on his own account and in your name to say that you are satisfied with the manner in which i have performed my part in the difficulties which have surrounded the nation for your kind expressions i am extremely grateful but on the other hand i assure you that the nation is more indebted to you and such as you than to me it is upon the brave hearts and strong arms of the people of the country that our reliance has been placed in support of free government and free institutions for the part which you and the brave army of which you are a part have under providence performed in this great struggle i tender more thanks greatest thanks than can be possibly due and especially to this regiment which has been the subject of good report and thanks of the nation will follow you and may god's blessing rest upon you now and for ever i hope that upon your return to your homes you will find your friends and loved ones well and happy i bid you farewell from new york evening post may fifteenth eighteen sixty two cipher war department washington d c june fifth eighteen sixty two nine thirty p m major general halleck i have received the following dispatch from general mcclellan which i transmit for your consideration a lincoln cipher war department washington d c june seventh eighteen sixty two major general mcclellan your dispatch about chattanooga and dalton was duly received and sent to general halleck i have just received the following answer from him we have fort pillow randolph and memphis a lincoln war department washington d c june twenty eighth eighteen sixty two governor o p morton indianapolis indiana your dispatch of to-day is just received i have no recollection of either john r cravens or cyrus m allen having been named to me for appointment under the tax law the latter particularly has been my friend and i am sorry to learn that he is not yours no appointment has been or will be made by me for the purpose of stabbing you a lincoln war department washington d c july third eighteen sixty two major general dix fort monroe what news if any have you from general burnside a lincoln war department washington d c july twenty eighth eighteen sixty two governors of all loyal states 
it would be of great service here for us to know as fully as you can tell what progress is made and making in recruiting for old regiments in your state also about what day the first regiment can move with you what the second what the third and so on this information is important to us in making calculations please give it as promptly and accurately as you can a lincoln war department washington d c august twelfth eighteen sixty two governor curtin harrisburg pennsylvania it is very important for some regiments to arrive here at once what lack you from us what can we do to expedite matters answer a lincoln war department washington d c august fourteenth eighteen sixty two officer in charge of confederate prisoners at camp chase ohio it is believed that a dr j j williams is a prisoner in your charge and if so tell him his wife is here and allow him to telegraph to her a lincoln executive mansion washington august fifteenth eighteen sixty two honorable james dixon hartford connecticut come here a lincoln executive mansion washington august fifteenth eighteen sixty two officer having prisoners in charge at camp douglas near chicago illinois is there a prisoner dr joseph j williams and if so tell him his wife is here and allow him to telegraph her a lincoln executive mansion washington august sixteenth eighteen sixty two honorable hiram barney new york mrs l has one thousand dollars for the benefit of the hospitals and she will be obliged and send the pay if you will be so good as to select and send her two hundred dollars worth of good lemons and one hundred dollars worth of good oranges a lincoln executive mansion washington august eighteenth eighteen sixty two s b moody springfield illinois which do you prefer commissary or quartermaster if appointed it must be without conditions a. Lincoln. Operator, please send above for President. John Hay. War Department, Washington, D.C., August twentieth, 1862. Governor Andrew, Boston, Massachusetts. Neither the Secretary of War nor I know anything except what you tell us about the published official document you mention. A. Lincoln. War Department, Washington, D.C., August twenty-first, 1862 mrs margaret preston lexington kentucky your dispatch to mrs l received yesterday she is not well owing to her early and strong friendship for you i would gladly oblige you but i cannot absolutely do it if general boyle and hon james guthrie one or both in their discretion see fit to give you the passes this is my authority to them for doing so a lincoln executive mansion washington d c august twenty first eighteen sixty two gillett f watson williamsburg virginia your telegram in regard to the lunatic asylum has been received it is certainly a case of difficulty but if you cannot remain i cannot conceive who under my authority can remain as long as you safely can and provide as well as you can for the poor inmates of the institution a lincoln august twenty seventh eighteen sixty two four thirty p m major general burnside falmouth virginia do you hear anything from pope a lincoln august twenty eighth eighteen sixty two two forty p m major general burnside falmouth virginia any news from general pope a lincoln 
August 28, 1862, 2.40 p.m. Colonel Hopped, Alexandria, Virginia. Yours received. How do you learn that the rebel forces at Manassas are large and commanded by several of their best generals? A. Lincoln. War Department, Washington, D.C., August 29, 1862, 2.30 p.m. Major General Burnside, Falmouth, Virginia. Any further news? Does Colonel Devon mean that sound of firing was heard in direction of Warrenton, as stated, or in direction of Warrenton Junction? A. Lincoln. War Department, Washington, D.C., August 30, 1862, 10.20 a.m. Colonel Hopped, Alexandria, Virginia. What news? A. Lincoln. War Department, August 30, 1862, 3.50 p.m. Colonel Hopped, Alexandria, Virginia. Please send me the latest news. A. Lincoln. August 30, 1862, 8.35 p.m. Major General Banks, Manassas Junction, Virginia. Please tell me what news. A. Lincoln. Washington, D.C., September 17, 1862. Governor O.P. Morton, Indianapolis, Indiana. I have received your dispatch in regard to recommendations of General Wright. I have received no such dispatch from him, at least not that I can remember. I refer yours for General Halleck's consideration. A. Lincoln. Telegraph Office, please transmit as above and oblige the President. John Hay. End of Section 23